And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. Um, Yeah, I'm doing uh, just a solo show today, um, and I have to make it a quick one. I apologize. But hey, look, my last episode was like an hour and a half long, so I think I prematurely uh, made it up to you already, and I'll make it up to you again with a longer episode on Wednesday. Got to cut it a little short. Uh, I'm going to talk about this ridiculous seven-hour-long Town hall that the Democrats did on CNN last week, um, focusing on climate change, among other things. Um, and I'm going to take a few questions from you guys as well. Uh, first, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to get involved with the show, you can support us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. Um, you can support us monthly over there, and there's cool incentives if you choose to do so. All right. So last Thursday, let's just jump right into it. The Democrats held this marathon, seven-hour-long town hall event on CNN talking about climate change. Ten candidates each talked for 45 minutes and took questions from the audience talking about global warming and stuff. Man, this was a seven-hour-long GOP attack ad. I mean, these Democrats absolutely embarrassed themselves. Absolutely embarrassed themselves. It was, it was seven hours of these, these freaking socialists telling us what they want to ban, okay? And the consensus among all the candidates was ban plastic straws, ban meat, essentially punish Americans or tax Americans who eat meat, ban cars. Andrew Yang actually proposed a mandatory car buyback. He said we need to stop using gasoline. We need a, a mandatory car buyback, uh, and, and that would force everybody to, to purchase electric cars, presumably. They want to ban coal plants, which is how we get most of our electricity right now. They want to ban all natural gas. They want to ban fracking. Good luck winning you know, Ohio and, and Pennsylvania, if you if you want to ban fracking. They want to ban nuclear energy, which just shows you how ridiculous these people are. I, if you are concerned about global warming, climate change, whatever you want to call it, and you are against nuclear power, you're an idiot. I mean, look, like, I, I'm concerned with climate change, sort of. <laughs> sort of. I'm not overly concerned, but yes, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm sure human beings do play some part uh, in, in the... the current warming of, of the planet. I don't know how much. I mean, the, the jury is still out on that. But yeah, it would be great to go to 100% renewable energy, you know, wind and solar and all that. But the technology is not there. And we're a couple decades minimum away from the technology being there to actually power the planet with solar and wind and whatever else. The stopgap, the interim option is nuclear power. I mean, it's clean. We haven't had any kind of problems with nuclear energy since Three Mile Island, what, 40 years ago, 35 years ago, whenever that was. If you're concerned with climate change and you want to ban nuclear power, you're not a serious person. I mean, you're just a liar. You actually don't care about climate change. You're being completely disingenuous. Because the only way to wean ourselves off of carbon, coal and natural gas and the rest, 
is nuclear. That's the only way to get from point A to point B. Yeah, sure, it'd be great to snap my fingers and then, you know, we're all powering our lives on renewable energy, but it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen in a couple decades. We need to increase the amount of nuclear power plants. We need to rely on nuclear power more. That's the only way to get from point A to point B. So every single one of these candidates, every single one of them, all 10 of them, wanted to ban nuclear power. Um, This is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this is, these people are not serious. And I have to imagine the American people can see that. Um, Also, during this event, Joe Biden's eye exploded and filled up with blood. (laughs) And no, like Joe Biden's not dying or anything. He didn't, I know he's had a, a brain aneurysm in the past. No, he didn't have another brain aneurysm. But it's just, it's, it was, it was hilarious. I mean, this guy, you know, like the this is this is the best and brightest, the be- these people, ban plastic straws, ban meat, confiscate cars, ban coal plants, ban natural gas, ban fracking, back, you know, ban nuclear energy. Have your eye explode on national television. That wasn't the worst of this absolute nightmare for the Democrats. I th- look, the more the Democrats are on TV, the more it helps President Trump's re-election chances, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, these people absolutely embarrass themselves. So yeah, keep going on CNN. It is at this point these CNN town halls are an in-kind contribution to Trump 2020. The worst part, the worst thing that happened on that stage came from your favorite 85-year-old communist Bernie Sanders, who was asked by a woman in the crowd if uh, he would support increasing the number of abortions to try to limit the human population on Earth to fight climate change, and he said yes. And he said specifically that we should be funding abortions in third world countries. So what Bernie Sanders said is we should be funding abortions to make sure black and brown babies in third world countries are not born. Just think about that for a second. He said this out loud on CNN. Hitler would absolutely agree with Bernie Sanders on this. Adolf Hitler was a big fan of this proposal. We don't want any blacks and browns running around. Let's kill them before they're born. That's what Bernie Sanders said. And he completely got away with it. My goodness. That, that the Democratic Party, they're, they're openly embracing eugenics. I mean, this is just Satanism. And this is like, we, we've talked about a lot, and, and you know, a lot of people on the right have been bringing up this point, and it's absolutely true that leftism is a religion. I mean, like, all these all these candidates, they're all atheists. Bernie Sanders is an atheist. They're all atheists, right? But they worship leftism, okay? And the, the, the main religion, the doctrine of the left is climate change, right? They, they worship the, the sky monster, right? The, the sun monster. They want to sacrifice children to the sky god. What? Like, this is like some 8th century pagan barbarism being spewed on CNN by the frontrunners of the Democratic Party. Absolutely unbelievable. These people are unelectable. At least they better be. Oh, my goodness. Nominate Bernie Sanders. Put a mic in front of him. We'll pull the string on his back and listen to him talk about how he wants to fund abortions in Africa so there aren't as many poor people walking around. My goodness, these people are evil. All right, I have to cut it short today. Let's get to a few um, fan questions today. Um, had some good ones, 
and some bad ones. <laughs> I, only, I'll, if it's, I only have time to get to a few of them, but all right. First one up, let's see. Why is the DNC rigging the primary against Tulsi? Okay, that's interesting. Uh, okay, a lot of people on the right, a lot of libertarians love Tulsi Gabbard for some reason, uh, mostly because she's pretty and she wants to pull the troops out of Syria. Okay, how about everything else about Tulsi Gabbard? Like, she's a socialist who wants to completely destroy the American economy. Okay, like, I, I don't get... And so I see your comments. Some of you people love Tulsi Gabbard. Stop. Stop. If I see one more person on the right, one more libertarian or conservative fanboying or fangirling out over Tulsi Gabbard, I will find you and I will slap you in your dumb face. Uh, my friend Nate Madden from The Blaze, he said on the show a few months back, you know, voting for Tulsi Gabbard because she wants to bring the 800 troops in Syria home would be like buying a Boeing 747 for the free peanuts, right? That clocks it pretty well. That's a good way to put it by, by Nate Madden. Uh, she's an absolute disaster. So what, just I'll get to the question, but just side note, why the heck do you guys like Tulsi Gabbard so much? She's terrible. She's a communist that wants to destroy the American economy. So, yeah, I agree with her on Syria. We shouldn't be in Syria. It's an unconstitutional war, and we're essentially funding and aiding jihadis against a dictator. I mean, like, I, I mean, I hope they all destroy each other. Like, there's no good guy. There's nobody good to root for in the, in the Syrian civil war. We've been through that. Don't have to rehash that. So the DNC does not want Tulsi Gabbard on that stage. She obviously ended Kamala Harris's career. <laughs> she ended Kamala Harris, her entire career on the debate stage last time. She absolutely took her behind the woodshed. Obviously, Tulsi Gabbard is well-spoken. She's articulate, and she's much more intelligent than, than most of these idiots. And the DNC doesn't want her to publicly execute another. I mean, remember, Kamala Harris was, you know, the, the Democrat establishment. She was one of their chosen candidates one of their anointed ones, right? And they don't want Tulsi on that stage so she can execute Liz Warren next. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they don't want Tulsi to do to Joe Biden or Liz Warren what she did to Kamala Harris and just completely destroy their chances to ever become president. So I get why they would not want her on that stage. But I... And I get Tulsi and her team and her, her fans are complaining, you know, hey you know, we did qualify for the debates and then they pulled out the rug from under us. They said that we didn't, blah, blah, blah. The barrier to entry is so low to get on these debates. If anything, it needs to be raised, okay? You need to prove in three different credible national polls that you're polling at 2% or above. That's it. Not 10%, not 15%, not even 5%, 2%. I mean, I'd like to see Tulsi on that stage just to bring a little bit of intellectual diversity, but it's hard for me to feel bad for you if you can't even pull at 2%. Like, if 3% of Democratic primary voters like Tulsi Gabbard, this wouldn't be an issue and she'd be on the debate stage, okay? 2% is not too much to ask, guys. And really, what they should do is raise it to 10%. You need to be pulling at 10% or you don't get to debate. And that would eliminate everybody except for Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders. And that would be great. I mean, let the let the Democratic voters actually hear from the three people that actually have a chance to become the nominee. We don't really need to hear from Tulsi Gabbard anymore. We don't need to hear from Pete Buttigieg or Cory Booker or or any of these clowns. Tom Steyer, Kirsten Gillibrand. Actually, Gillibrand dropped out, I think. But I think we need to hear from these people. I mean, the requirement should be you're polling at 10%, double digits, 
Is that too much to ask? Let's hear from the candidates that actually have a chance to win, that actually have a chance to become nominee. So, yeah, look, I'd like to see Tulsi on there, but they, I, who cares? If the DNC's rigging it against her or not, she's pulling it 2% or less. I mean, it, it's really hard for me to feel sorry for you when you're pulling it 2% or less. Uh, this this question is not in good faith. <laughs> Screw you. I'm not even giving you a shout-out. Screw you. Uh, here's the next question. Why do the Steelers suck? Sir, why do you suck? All right, look, I'm not going to defend... Uh, my Pittsburgh Steelers, what happened last night. I don't know if you guys saw it. We got absolutely dismantled by the New England Patriots last night in the primetime game in front of the whole country. Lost 33-3. to It was rough. I did not sleep well last night, guys. It was bad. It was real, real bad. Coach Tomlin sucked. He kicked a field goal down 24 points from the one-yard line. Ben Roethlisberger, six foot five, two hundred fifty pounds. He could lean forward and score the score the touchdown. I, I don't understand it. Penalties everywhere. Drop passes. Dante Moncrief, the receiver we signed from Jacksonville, he dropped four passes. It was bad. The Patriots played great. Both sides of the ball. Steelers were terrible. But I'm I'm staying positive, guys. I'm staying positive on the Steelers. Uh, they always look bad a couple games early. Look, we got blown out. That sucks. We got that out of our systems. They'll rebound next week. It'll be fine. But no, I will not defend that horrible performance. Uh, yeah, can't defend it. Hate to see it. Can't defend it. I'm even more disappointed in my fantasy football team. Obviously, uh, first week of the season means the first week of the No Gimmicks Podcast Fantasy Football League. I have a great group of guys. Uh, ten of us in the league. Some of your favorite guests. Got Tyler Grant, got J.J. Leahy, Aaron Bandler, Jeremy Frankel, Baylor Cook, a whole bunch of uh, great guys. Uh, man, I I have a good team. Every single one of my players underperformed. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's almost mathematically impossible that my entire team would underperform. I had Big Ben, he did nothing. Saquon Barkley didn't have a good game. Chris Carson had a good game. Cooper Cup did nothing. Mike Evans caught one freaking pass. Just brutal. Bad. Yeah, I got blown out. I was facing Aaron Bandler from Jewish Journal this week, and he just absolutely kicked my ass. It was embarrassing. It was real bad. Not a great sports. Not a great sports weekend. Obviously, it was UFC 242 as well. I'm a big Dustin Poirier fan. He got choked out in the third round. In the lightweight title fight. That's It was just a bad weekend for sports. But whatever. It's always next week, guys. It's always next week. Look, I think I'm going to call it a day. I know it's only like 15 minutes. Super short episode, but hey, man. I gave you an hour and a half last Wednesday, and I'll do a longer one uh, this Wednesday as well. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Once again, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. Hit us up on Patreon if you want. If not, it's cool. Just, uh, you know, retweet it. Tell your friends. Tell your families. Tell your enemies. I appreciate you guys. I love you. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. (laughs) 